Welcome to the first episode of Aloe Vera, the podcast. I'm Becca. And I'm Jay. We're very excited to share this episode with you all. It's been a long time coming, but you feel me? Humble beginnings. In this episode, we'll be discussing a little bit about who we are and some of our ideas for the show. Then we will transition into a conversation about the tragic murder of Aluatuen Salau. But before we get into it, please go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AloeVeraPod for random commentary and new releases. So we've been talking about doing this podcast for quite some time now, but we've honestly been practicing patience with the production because we really wanted to make sure we got it right for y'all. Mm-hmm. My name is Jason, a.k.a. J-O-A, and my pronouns are they, he. I'm an independent writer, sound designer, and digital storyteller. You can listen to my music and playlists on all streaming platforms at J-O-A and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at J-O-A for more. Please go ahead and follow them. They are poppin'. Anyway, my name is Rebecca, aka Becca Electus, on Twitter and Instagram, and my pronouns are they, she. I just graduated nursing school, but in the meantime, I'm currently working on a handmade candle and soap line, so please stay tuned for more information on that. We started brainstorming and drafting episode topics for this show a couple years back to create a container for candid conversations. We want aloe vera to be a healthy space for us and our listeners to heal, learn, and grow together. Exactly. Content warning. This episode includes references to sexual violence, black death, and misogyny. On June 6, 2020, Aluatoy Salau was reported missing after tweeting a thread of messages about being sexually assaulted while trying to escape what she described as unjust living conditions. To my understanding, she was a devout Christian, so she stayed in a church as a place of refuge. On June 13, 2020, Aluatoy Salau was found dead about 200 feet from Aaron Glee's residence. She was brutally raped several times before she was murdered by this monster. Along with Oluwatoye and Salau, the predator also murdered Victoria Sims, who, if I remember correctly, was a 75-year-old woman from Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah, she was a 75-year-old woman who occasionally provided meals and transportation to the killer. I remember hearing about Oluwatoye's murder and feeling at a loss. I think for everybody, there was just so much going on during the time. George Floyd's murder, the pandemic, and on top of everything, this young and beautiful 19-year-old was murdered senselessly, and it honestly, it just broke me. Yeah, me too. It's so disgusting. I think one of the most unsettling aspects of this tragedy is that Oluwatoye tried her best to reach out and get help. Mm -hmm. She live-tweeted her whereabouts and information about what happened on the morning of June 6th. Which, by the way, her Twitter account has since been deleted. It's unfortunate that we can't really go back to her Twitter and actually see the tweets she posted, but the main point is that she was vulnerable enough to come to social media about this very terrible thing that happened to her, only to be ignored and later murdered. 
which really makes me feel like we've completely failed her. Mm-hmm. For me, and I think a lot of other people, Alua Toyin's death is a very painful reminder of how black women, black girls, and black femmes who dare to be loud and unapologetic are perceived as a threat in this country and even in their own communities. Even though I've never known Toyin, I see her in a lot of people I know in my life and even in myself. It feels very evident that Toyin was preyed upon because of the way the predator profiled her. Yeah, she even talked about that dynamic explicitly in a viral video taken from a Black Lives Matter rally shortly before she went missing. In the clip, you can literally hear her say that everywhere she goes, she gets looked at a certain kind of way. Yeah, let's play the audio real quick. Nobody silence me. I just want, it's not that all lives don't matter, but right now, our lives matter. Black lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Trans lives matter. Because guess what? We all minorities, but right now, like, let's focus on the person who got killed. Tony McDay was a black trans man. Okay? We not doing this. We doing this for him. We're doing this for our brothers and our sisters who got shot, but we're doing this for every black person. Because at the end of the day, I cannot take my fucking skin color off. I cannot mask this shit, okay? Everywhere I fucking go, I'm profiled whether I like it or not. That ain't right. Like, I'm looked at whether I like it or not. Wherever the fuck I go, I'm profiled. Look at my fucking hair. Look at my skin, bruh. This shit, I can't take this shit off. So guess what? I'm going to die about it. Yes, I'm going to die about my fucking skin. You cannot take my fucking blackness away from me. My blackness is not for your fucking consumption, nigga. It's not. It's not. Okay? It's not. And y'all need to listen. One of many things that stuck with me while listening to her speak was that Oluwatoyin used a black queer feminist lens to uplift the lived experiences of marginalized people. For someone so young, she clearly understood the intersections of oppression and chose to center issues such as colorism, transphobia, and misogyny in her activism, although it's not exactly known how she self-identified in terms of gender and sexuality. I think that's important to note because those same issues, which she spoke about so passionately, inevitably played a role in her disappearance and subsequent murder. Exactly. I couldn't have said that any better myself. According to an article published in The Griot, Ulua Toyin did her best to escape from the murderer and even bit his forearm while he tried to overpower her. This piece of information kind of shattered me, yet it also shows that Ulua Toyin died fighting. She died fighting for her freedom, and that just confirmed to me that she has a very strong and indestructible spirit. Absolutely. Ulua Toyin was more than a freedom fighter, too. She was a plant mom, music lover, an aspiring clothing designer and model, an Aries rising, Leo moon and Virgo sun sign, a local student and inspiration in her community. Her name, of Yoruba origin, translates to God is worthy to be praised, and she wore it proudly. So Jay and I had a really bizarre experience shortly after Toyin's transition. Bizarre is high-key an understatement. It was July 3rd, and we went to this local park. One strange thing I remember is checking the weather like hella times because I'm always paranoid that it's going to rain while we're out. The weather was supposed to be sunny and clear all day. We got to the park and it was all good. 
Then Jay and I started talking about Lua Twain's death and what it meant to each of us. Yeah, I was telling Becca about the rituals I performed when Toyin passed in the process of making my Say Her Name playlist, which by the way is available to stream on Spotify, Apple Music, and Tidal. Long story short, it started drizzling so we headed back to the car. Then out of nowhere, a bolt of lightning and a blast of thunder shook the sky. Big Shango and Oya energy. If you know, you know. If you don't, I'm sorry. Before we could even get back to the parking lot, it was so windy and rainy that I was seriously afraid the car might either fly away or hydroplane. <coughs> By the time we got inside, both of us were soaked. And if I recall, I was pretty upset because my two-strand twist had started to get frizzy. You feel me? So we waited a few <laughs> minutes to see if the rain would at least slow down. But it only became more dangerous. So we just decided to drive back to the crib. So in order for us to leave the park, we had to make a left to get onto the main road. But because it was raining so hard and the left exit was blocked off, we had no choice but to make a right. At this point, it was so dark, windy, and the rain was pouring. It was like the sky just faded to black. Like we were in some kind of abyss. It was so dark we could barely see the car right in front of us. It was a two-way street, and there were multiple sharp turns with very little room for error. In fact, on the other side of the rail was a giant cliff. We both started to panic because it was essentially impossible to drive under those conditions. And while we were driving downhill, it became darker, and by this point, the thunder was booming. Like I've never heard thunder that loud before. None of us could see anything, even with the headlights on. I tried sticking my head out the window to kind of gauge where we were, but as soon as I opened the window, it was like looking into this black, never-ending vortex of rain and leaves. Like, it was literally horrifying. No lie, at the time, I really thought that might have been it. I was in the driver's seat, but the situation was completely beyond my control. Mm -hmm. Like, we were doing our best to communicate, you know, left, right, you know, forward, back. It but honestly, it just happening. was not even, like, even feasible, you feel me? So... You know, to this day, I don't know how we survived that moment together. Mm -hmm. um, I've never experienced anything quite like it before. Yeah, but thankfully, we got back onto the main road and figured our way back home safely. Like Jay said, I've never experienced anything like that, honestly. I'm still shook from that experience. Was it purely a coincidence right after we started talking about how powerful Toyin's spirit is? Maybe. It sure as hell seemed like a spiritual reckoning of some sort. Or something. So that wraps up the first official episode of Aloe Vera the Podcast. We've discussed some pretty heavy topics, but we felt in order to not have Oluatoyan forgotten about or swept under the rug, that it was necessary to delve into her murder and the conditions surrounding this tragedy. We wanted to uplift her name and spirit because like Becca said, it feels like so often these kinds of tragedies are forgotten about within weeks or even days. It's sad because Oluwatoyin deserved better and so we wanted to memorialize her life in some way. We hope that this episode will spark more conversations about the life and legacy of Oluwatoyin. If you have any comments, questions, critiques, or suggestions, please reach out to us on either Twitter or Instagram at AloeVeraPod. Once again, I'm Becca, aka Becca Lettis, on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Jay, aka Jayaway, on all social media platforms. Peace. Stay safe and healthy. And don't forget to check out the Say Her Name playlist available on all streaming platforms. Thank you for listening.